right. Oh, we fucking made it, baby. It's Friday. And we are finally hitting the road towards weekend town. Fridays, as always, and like every day, but mostly Fridays, are brought to you by William Murray Golf. Why? Because William Murray is always about a good time on Fridays to start your weekend. Enjoy it. You earned it. William Murray Golf. That's an unofficial partnership. It's one-sided. I just say their name. They don't know who the fuck I am or that I even exist. But I like their shit. I have a great hat from them. And uh, all my Father's Day gifts, I'm sure, will be coming from there. So, um, enjoy your Friday, folks. All right, first we have some uh, unfinished business to attend to from yesterday. Let me just say this. I embarrassed myself yesterday when I came out and I tried to guess when uh, VJ Day was. And I said December 10th. Incorrect. Not even close. So what I was thinking of was December 7th. And December 7th, 1941 is Pearl Harbor Day. Okay. Don't know why it didn't occur to me yesterday. I, I, I'm fucking, I don't know. Like I said, I'm embarrassed. So just let's go in quick order here. Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th, 1941. D-Day, which we celebrated yesterday, was June 6th, 1944. So Pearl Harbor happened in December 41, and it wasn't until two years later, two and a half years later, when America entered the war. So that's, I mean, I get all your shit in order, you know, but all the while, Nazis are moving through European fronts, etc., African fronts, I believe, I think like the northern tip of Africa, not tip, like northern coast of Africa, um... Until uh, the Americans come over. And it was, it was, you know, the English were doing what they could. I mean, they were taking bombings from the Nazis like, constantly. It was, uh... I mean, if the Nazis ever figured out how to fucking drive a boat, I think they would be in, I think England would be in trouble. Um, so that's D-Day. And then VJ Day, which I had mentioned, was... September 2nd, 1945. So what was even close on that one. And then, oh, Victory in Europe Day, VE Day, which was May 8th, 1945. Which also, that comes that comes like eight days after Hitler offed himself with his, uh, with his gal pal there. Good old Hitler, just uh, calling it quits. Cyanide capsule... I mean, can you imagine Hitler didn't do that? I mean, the, the trials that guy would have had to go up against? Can you imagine the spectacle that we would... I mean, it, he just—he ended his life in a fucking fart in a fucking bunker with some bukyak that he was... Uh, with some fucking slit that he was uh, poking. I assume he was poking her uh, throughout the war. I mean, if... If we had the opportunity to take that guy down in public and embarrass him in public, that might be, I mean, that might have been better than him than winning the war and killing himself. To, to embarrass him, to see him in, like, prison garb, you know, his face all scraggly, that little shit-stained mustache, gone. And just see, you know, I mean, there's always speculation, Right, the conspiracy theorists that he like escaped to Brazil or shit like that. There's always stuff like that. And didn't some Nazis get away? Um, I think it'd been hard to hide Hitler though. 
he would need more facial reconstruction than Whitey Bulger. Anyway, we can dream about the tortures we could have put him through. The trial that would have been the absolute trial of the century. That OJ would have been like fucking people's court compared to Hitler. But all right, well there we go. Clear that up. And then one more thing about yesterday's show. I talked about that that article um, for, uh, that was on the Ringer about like death of the professional gambler. And I'm not sure I made clear yesterday that a big problem is that they don't. It's it's all these like, school educated people, which is great, but it takes out the street mentality. You don't have these street guys that are in there, you know, kind of in it for the game and not you know the bottom line counts. But it's not all about. It's not all about capitalizing on the bottom line. It's a, it, it, there's a little give and take, and that's kind of what the the play is. That's kind of what makes it. That kind of what makes it fun is that. You know, you're you're, you're trying to beat the house. The house is trying to beat you, the house is trying to beat you, and. I mean, the, the house is just trying to kind of. Um. You know, even it out and, and not get fucking murdered. I mean, the house always wins. We know that. But they can't... I mean, if they go... If they accept too much from one side and the other, and that side kills them, you know, they're out for the weekend. I think that's it. So, so I don't think sports books make that much money. And I think it said, even said in the article, sports books, like, traditionally don't make that much money. It's not... It's not a big-time... Uh... It's not a big-time source of income for casinos, but they're just nice to have. And I think maybe that, with that in mind, that's probably why these uh, this new blood is, you know, looking for every edge when they are um, when they're deciding who to take bets from and stuff like that. But I mean, I think I think the guy Spanky made a great point in that. If you have sharps coming in there and you're scared of losing money to them, why not use the knowledge that they give you by when they place their bets? But then I guess you could, you know, maybe somebody's trying to to throw you off. Maybe sharp puts money somewhere he doesn't want it. He doesn't just influence the line. So I could see that being. And then these school kids aren't ready for that, right? I mean, these guys don't have that street mentality. I mean, I like to think I have some of that street mentality. I definitely don't have it to these extents where you can read a guy for saying, like, okay, well, no, this doesn't sound like what he would... It sounds like he wants the Broncos to sway a half point one way or the other, or something like that. I'm not quite that. But you need guys in there that are street-type guys who can read these sharps if there's any kind of, you know, fishy or any... If they're trying to play you, you know what I mean? And you always have to be wary for that kind of stuff. If you're going to take a sharp's money, you always have to be wary of the play. Always question. Don't just think it's a straight bet. He, he's putting this bet in, but why is he putting this bet in? Okay, like me and you are putting a fucking bet in. It's because we we don't want the Broncos to cover that game. We're betting against the Broncos. don't have a fucking quarterback. They don't have a fucking running game. Their defense is shakier than it has been in years. I don't think they're going to cover this fucking game. That's my that's my guess. But maybe, you know, this guy wants to put X amount of dollars on the Broncos through you, change the spread, and then go put it, put the, op, put it you know, twice as much 
uh, the opposing team at a different book or something like that. Like, who knows? So, yeah, you'd have to be kind of uh, privy to that. And then it's the whole thing with Casino was the De Niro character, Ace, Ace Rothstein, Lefty Rosenthal, real name, Lefty Rosenthal. You know, they brought him in because he was a street guy, because he could, because he was at his innate attention to detail, and he and he could, uh, I mean, he, he knew spreads better than anybody. That was his thing. I mean, he didn't really do that at the casino. He ran the fucking casino, so he wasn't like a bookmaker there. But I guess you could have, instead of fucking just giving a bookmaker the entire casino, you could have just brought him in and said, all right, man, you're in charge. Like, these, you're... You're a spread guy. Like, that's it. Could have made a nice living. You could have taken the food and beverage job and still been... And, <laughs> I don't know. I forget the line. And what the fuck are you doing on TV anyhow? Oh, boy. NBA Finals tonight. Clay will be back for Game 4. We'll see how healthy he is. That hamstring is going to be tough to come back from. I mean, but the, the, the Finals is just a fucking circus today. It is just a circus. You hardly talk about any basketball at all. There's nothing. It's injuries. Um, rumors. Drake, Beyonce. Fucking the girl sit next to Beyonce. Lowry's getting pushed by fucking co-owners, by minority owners in the sidelines. And it's a fucking circus. I didn't hear anything else about how Lowry came out of nowhere. Nobody expected him to do shit uh, two days ago, and he had a great game. Kawhi is being incredible. It's all about Kevin Durant, who hasn't fucking set foot on court. I mean, yesterday, the biggest, the, you know, the, room, the Nets traded Alan Crabb in the 17th pick. And all speculation is now that they think they have a chance to get Kyrie and Durant, which is nuts. It's crazy how much I've turned on Kyrie. Now that I think there's a chance he'll come, I'm kind of talking myself into it. Even though I know potential for disaster. Potentially hasn't learned a thing from what happened in Boston. Potentially hasn't learned a thing from what happened in Cleveland. But he is an NBA champion. And he is a unique talent. We'll see. Maybe it will. I don't know. I, it's, I am cha- I'm changing my tone a lot on him over the past fucking three days. Now that, now that it looks like it might be a real possibility, i changing my tone a lot on him. Oh, there's also like this Curry media orgy going on. Everybody is just... I mean, look, Curry had a nice game the other night. It's funny, like, I thought he could have done a lot more. It was a quiet 47 points. I really thought he could have done a lot more. I felt like in times where they needed him to be the guy shooting, he was content to let other people shoot. And a team like that, I don't want Andre Iguodala taking contested shots. I don't want Draymond shooting. I don't want anybody else shooting. When when, when it's just Curry and you're down seven, I I need Curry going to the rack, getting to the line. I need to find a way to get over that five points. I need, they need, I need to find a way to get to within striking distance. It's within a snake spider away from tying the game up. 
Because once, if you're in that place and you're down seven, Curry goes to the line, you're down five, okay, you're down seven, maybe, whatever, go back and forth, something happens, all of a sudden you're down three, Curry comes down, pulls up from 40 feet, hits a three-pointer. That crowd is coming, that crowd is coming down, and it's, and Toronto is like, that whole momentum just shifts, change, Toronto's on their heels. They could still, 100%, they could still pull away with it, but you need to put, you need to put that arena in a position to blow the fuck up. And which means you're down seven, you're down six, you need to get the ball in Curry's hands, he's got to go be going to the hole. You can't have everybody on this team hiking up three-pointers. It's not, that can't be your game when your best shooters aren't there. But everybody's been slobbering over Curry for his performance, which, again, it was, you know, 47 points. It was a great game, but I think it was quite 47 because in the times when they needed him more, um, I don't don't think he faded into, I don't think he faded away from the spotlight, nothing like that. I just think he made the wrong decisions a couple times, that's all. When it could have been him um, taking over completely. They needed him to take over. And it's tough. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. So, so tonight, I don't know. Clay's back. I don't think this game. I don't think this game's only going five. I don't think the series is only going five. So I, I think that. Um, I think tonight. Oh boy, the guy behind me's in a fucking motorcycle just had both hands off the steering wheel shaking his arms out that's that seems a little dangerous I think this is going to lead six I think tonight goes to Golden State and they're not going to lose two they're not going to lose back to back games at home especially with Clay come back I don't care if he's 75% it's just not going to happen Weekend is here as we speak. Nadal and Federer are going head to head in the French Open. I hope I can catch the last set, fifth set. I don't know. By the time I get there, I'm never. Tennis to me go on for 45 minutes or like six hours. So who knows? Hopefully it's still going on when I get to work. We'll see. I want to watch a little bit of that. And then Djokovic plays later on against uh, Diem. Is that his name? So, we'll get a little bit of tennis this weekend. Gives us a reason to get up early on Sunday to watch some tennis, man. To watch some championship tennis. Maybe it's going to be Nadal. Probably going to be Nadal. He kind of owns the French Open. He owns clay. He steamrolls through this tournament. So, probably be Nadal. I would assume he's going to beat Federer today. Um, if not, would be Federer. That would be incredible, too. Either one. You know, we'll take. But I mean, this gives a reason to get up early on Sunday, like a seven o'clock start or some shit. Um, so that's weird, man. It's gonna be on the commute. One of the bigger tennis tournaments of the year is going on. The Belmont is tomorrow. Uh, let's see. I don't really have picks for you. My last, I haven't come away with picks. The favorites are War of Will and Tacitus. Tacitus, who uh, has been on the favorite board um, for the last two races. 
I don't know. My I guess I think I have to go with Everfast early because I got a tip. I think it was Brother Brian on against all ad, against all odds. So I think I have to go with Everfast. I'm not sure. That's a great play. Bourbon War. Do I go back to Bourbon War again? Who let us down in the Preakness? We'll see. Um, and then spinoff. 15 to 1 spinoff. Got to look at him only because Castellano is his rider. And you always got to look at a Castellano horse. You never know. Castellano himself can move the odds on that. Tassis starts off 15 to 1. If people like the horse a little bit, Castellano himself is going to bring it to 10 at least. So you can see that move for sure. Eight, maybe, cut it in half, something like that. Um, just keep an eye on that horse. I don't know. I fucking I have no feel for the Belmont. I, you know, it's funny because I go in, I felt like I knew what was going on with the Derby, and then every, that crazy shit happened in the Derby inquiries. My horse was nowhere near. I mean, I wouldn't have won either way. Um, inquiries, everything got thrown off. The Preakness was... Uh, I, like I said, I thought I had a shot with Bourbon War and that one. Guy didn't show. The guy didn't show up, and you know it hasn't been favorites, but it hasn't been it hasn't been big big time long shots. Well, it wasn't the Derby's big long shot, but that was again because the inquiry. Um, so I just my whole feel for it is uh, thrown off. We'll see tomorrow. Maybe I'll figure something out. Maybe I just put a bet in today when I can. I hope for. Hope for the best. Uh, but, 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 oh, European tour this weekend. I like this. They're trying some new sh- Jesus Christ, excuse me. European golf tour trying some new shit this weekend. They're allowing shorts on the course, which long overdue. Uh, I mean, what are you holding on to if you're, if you have this pants, if people have to wear pants as a rule, what are you holding on to? I could see, like, Augusta not allowing it. Maybe be like a course-by-course course thing. Some courses maybe don't want you doing it. Um, but, I mean, for the most part, why are, we not, why are golfers not allowed to wear shorts in the course, man? Every fucking golfer in the world, women's golfers, are allowed to do it. I'd be curious to see what guys hang out, what guys do wear the pants. Because people do wear pants, you know, just, just because. But, I mean, when golfing last week, I mean, it was a little chilly out. A lot of guys were wearing pants in the course. Not me. Uh, you're allowed to use a rangefinder, which you're not really allowed to use. It's really what the caddy's for. You're supposed to kind of have the course mapped out on your own. Uh, rangefinder is a little like binocular thing you put up to your eyes. You you, you get distances from it. Um, I don't see why this is necessary. I haven't used a rangefinder for my entire fucking life. I don't see why a pro would need it. To be honest with you, thirty second shot clock on one hole just to give it a shot. Um, don't really love that either. Thirty seconds doesn't seem like enough time. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's really necessary. People complaining about the pace of playing golf, that's a little stupid to me. I mean, golf, some golfers got to get their act together. But, I mean, Sergio's been getting booed for 20 years for his fucking waggle and shit. So, I don't understand why they need a shot clock. I guess people have been complaining about pace of play. Um, so, we'll see that on one hole on this European tour. Um... This one they were hyping up. I don't see what the big deal is, but there's a whole. I mean, the the tee box is right above a swimming pool. I mean, it doesn't even look that cool. I think people are hoping it would look cool, but it doesn't look very cool. Uh, I don't. 
I guess people will be in it. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. If you get to watch guys tee off from the swimming pool, that's kind of cool. Um, and the biggest one I think is men versus women. I don't see why they wouldn't do this more often. Uh, golf is one of those rare sports where you can kind of even the odds. Um, you know, you have a women's tee and a men's tee. And, I, again, women can shoot just as well as, as guys. I don't understand why that's not done more often. So that's kind of cool um, if you're into golf and you're going to be watching a little bit this weekend. That's an uh, interesting place to go. Dentist appointment tomorrow. So i got to floss tonight and, and say I've been doing it for the past six months, uh, which I have not been. So don't tell anybody. That's between you and me. All right, that's it for the 22. I'm out of here. Have a great fucking day, a great fucking weekend. Maybe we'll come back tonight with a little... Um, we'll see. Maybe we'll come back tonight and uh, do a little radio roulette. I don't know. It's, it's got to. It's got to be. Uh, I got to feel it when I'm when I'm getting to my car in the afternoon. I got to have something to talk about, and I got to have a little bit of uh, a little bit of juice in my nuts. You know what I mean? And kind of fucking just kind of get us set going on this weekend here. So we'll see. Summer weekends, radio roulette. It's a possibility. Have a great fucking day. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you soon here on Twenty Two.